0: On Pentecost Sunday, today, Christians around the world are celebrating the gift of God's Spirit. God has poured out his Spirit to do the kind of things, actually, that God's Spirit has always done, uh, bring new life to the world, new wisdom from God, new, new way of living, and ultimately, a new creation And the Christian celebration of Pentecost looks back to Acts chapter 2 in the Bible, where not long after Jesus had returned to heaven, God gave his spirit, but gave his spirit in a degree that hadn't happened before. God's spirit had always, of course, been a reality in the world, right from the beginning of the Bible. But on the day of Pentecost, in Acts 2, that became true in a much greater way than ever before and we are still living today in the light of that and what that means is god is here among us in in very real ways in very life-changing ways and we are celebrating that today god's spirit is present and at work god and humankind god and us you and me are in contact with each other and that makes a huge difference in our own lives but also in this world. Because of Pentecost, the church is a community filled with God's spirit. And the world is assured that that same spirit of God is the gift of God to absolutely anyone and everyone who seeks him. Not just some people, not just a select few, but as Peter says here in Acts 2, the promise is for all who call On the Lord. For you, he said, and your children, and your children's children, and even all those who are far away, who you might least think God's Spirit was for them, he's for them too, Peter said. And in Acts 2, that sort of opening of heaven's floodgates was demonstrated as a great crowd of people from all over the world, of all different languages, all came together and they heard the same wonderful news from God. And Peter quoted from Joel chapter 2 in the Old Testament, where God had said, I will pour out my spirit on all people, sons and daughters, men and women, young and old, and I will pour out my spirit in those days, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And remember, all of this flows from what Jesus had just done. Jesus had lived and died And then rose again and he ascended and as a result of that all, God's spirit is now poured out upon the world in a whole new degree and a whole new way. In in John 14, Jesus said this would happen. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you the Holy Spirit to be with you forever. And he said, he will abide with you and be in you. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything And remind you of all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, Jesus said. My peace I give you. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to us. So that we can live this life and look upon our world without fear. Because God is with us. Jesus said there in John 14 that the Holy Spirit is the gift of God, the Father, to the world. Now, we often say, of course, that that's true of Jesus, don't we? Jesus himself is God the Father's gift to us. But so too is the Spirit, Jesus says, in the same way. As much as Christ was given for you, so too the Holy Spirit is given for you. To be within you and lead you to God and his truth and his blessing and ultimately his new life for us. Now, a bit of background. Pentecost was already a festival in the Old Testament. Somewhat different, but it was celebrated every year by ancient Israel. Uh, It's referred to in the Old Testament as the Feast of Weeks. And like all the other Old Testament festivals, the, when the New Testament comes along, it, it explains how all of those festivals anticipated and encompassed in some way or other what Jesus Christ would eventually do for us, what he has now done. The Old Testament Pentecost was connected to harvest. It doesn't. We're not told a lot about it, but it was connected to harvest. And so you've got to imagine... You know, when it was first given, you've got to imagine as, as as ancient Israel traveled through the barren wilderness, remember, where nothing grew, Pentecost spoke to them of the new life and the new fruitfulness that they were going to receive in the promised land. You know, when they got there, as they traveled through the wilderness, Pentecost each year reminded them: when we get there, we'll find a home, we'll plant their fields. Crops and vineyards, and as it's sometimes described, it will be a land flowing with milk and honey, luxurious abundance. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because the Holy Spirit is also often spoken of in agricultural terms, because the Spirit is the source of all new life and growth and fruitfulness in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit, for example. And so when we reach the New Testament and Acts chapter 2, Pentecost, we realise what's happened in, in the New Testament, what Jesus has done and, and poured out, it's like an even greater version of what ancient Israel hoped for in the Promised Land. Pentecost now, for us, for the world today, is like a homecoming that all humanity, all the human race can be part of and, and into which God invites us all and, and into that potential that God brings of new and better things in our lives as we follow Christ. The Holy Spirit was given in such a way that God is leading us into new life as we follow Jesus Christ and as God dwells among us and within us and so we learn and we grow and God makes things new and we see the fruit in our lives and in our communities. But the Old Testament, going back again to the background, the Old Testament Pentecost also took place, we're told, in the third month of the Jewish calendar. And that was important because that coincided with one other very important event that also took place in the third month. And that was what happened at Mount Sinai, the giving of the commandments at Mount Sinai. Now, Remember that the commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai, they were not just about rules. We must never think of them like that. These commands and, and how they then got applied defined a whole new way of, of seeing God, of seeing oneself, and importantly, perhaps most of all, seeing those around us. They really were, these commands, were a radically new understanding of human community that God gave them. Uh, A new way of seeing how society can be if we listen to God. And it's a society God gave them, not built on power and who has the most things, but a society built on neighbourly love. Remember, God had rescued the Israelites when they were oppressed and enslaved by those who had power in Egypt. But now God had rescued them out of that. He's kind of taken them out of that whole way of things being. And he says, now I want you to live in a very different way than that as a people. So that power will never be used to oppress again amongst you, he said to them. And he said, I want your community to be a community where the well-being of every single person is the goal. Shalom for everyone, in other words, the Old Testament said. Love God and love your neighbour as yourself. So what happened for ancient Israel back at Mount Sinai was extremely important. It defined a new way of living, which means the Old Testament Pentecost that remembered that, it did not just speak of a new place they were going to, but perhaps even more importantly, a new way of living together as a people under God. Now, again, when we connect that up then to what eventually happened in Acts 2 and the giving of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, again, we realise, well, the Holy Spirit's work in the world today and in us is indeed to make that sort of thing happen for us. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace—it's on the wall over there. As well I'm pointing <laughs> up there. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And and Galatians five immediately says, against such things there is no law. In other words, if you're living like that, you don't need a law to tell you anymore. That's what it's always been about—this fruit of the spirit. In other words, again, Pentecost today for us is being able to finally live up to those things that God has always said we should be living up to in community. It's a new way of being, a new way of relating together as human beings, a way that is defined by Christ-like love. Love even for our enemies. In the Old Testament, God had said that when the Messiah came, he would do this. He would pour out his spirit in such a way that it would actually change hearts. And that the the old laws that he talked about would actually become lived. And that's why the Apostle Paul in the New Testament speaks of, yes, there's law, but now there's spirit. And the spirit enables us to live in God's ways. It changes our lives. The ways of God are now a reality for us as we listen to him and as we allow his spirit to change us and challenge us. And make us new. And God promised that he would send his spirit to do that. Prophets like Ezekiel. God said I'm going to take out your heart of stone. I'll give you a new heart of flesh. You'll finally be. Your heart will be pumping like a human being should be. And he said I will give you a new spirit. I will, I will send my spirit upon you. And then he actually went on to say. And the glory of the Lord will fill the world. It would be like a new promised land for us all and that's why there are actually similarities between what happened back at mount sinai in the old testament and what happened here in acts 2 when god gave his spirit to the world at mount sinai all the people gathered moses ascended up the mountain into a cloud we're told and there was fire and there was a loud noise and then god descended And gave his law and then Moses spoke and shared and explained all of this and what it meant to the gathered people. Well, what happens in Acts chapter 1 and then 2? Well, in chapter 1, Jesus ascends into a cloud this time, not Moses, Jesus. And then in chapter 2, there's a loud noise again and there's fire again. And God descends again this time as the, the Holy Spirit comes down. And the apostles receive him, a bit like when Moses received the law. The apostles receive the spirit and the the disciples with them. And then what do they do? Well, like Moses sharing the law with the people, they go out, these Christians in Acts 2, and they share the good news of God's promises with the crowd of people who had gathered. So do you see the dramatics of what God did in Acts 2 were deliberately similar to Mount Sinai, And remember when this was happening, this was all happening at Pentecost, the Old Testament Pentecost. It happened on the very day when these people were thinking about what once happened at Mount Sinai. And now God gives them a new Sinai experience. And this time, what came down from God was not just two stone tablets with commandments written on them, but God's Spirit himself to dwell within us. And actually write God's character on our hearts. In other words, God's power in our lives to ch- really change things like never before. So the New Testament Pentecost is, shall we say, the new and better Pentecost. Which the old one had always been really pointing to. And this is how you and I can live a better life in community. Through God's gift. Of his spirit poured out for us, dwelling in us, making us new, all as a result of Jesus and what he's done. That's what made the difference. Jesus, what he's done for us in his life, his death, his resurrection and his reign has ushered in really a new era. The full and greater Pentecost for the whole world has come. God's spirit is here filling our lives, filling the world with the new life of God. And Jesus has dealt with anything that you might think hinders you from receiving that. Anything you might think holds you back or stops you from receiving and knowing God's life. Jesus dealt with that. He, he's taken away your sin on the cross. He's restored you to God, reconciled. Jesus has shown us what it really looks like for a human being to live in God's love. Jesus has even overcome death by rising from the tomb and as as lord of all today jesus reigns above he has given his spirit to bring all of those wonderful things into our lives in such a way that it really does save us it really does make things new so what does pentecost mean for us today it means god has not abandoned the world or abandoned us personally He is present here by his Spirit. He is bringing salvation, bringing Jesus into our lives and shaping us from within by his Spirit. And Pentecost, as I said at the beginning, says that's for everyone, that promise. It is flowing through the world like God has poured it out and it's gone over the banks. There's, There's a wonderful play of words that Peter uses. Did you notice some of the people were a bit cynical about what they saw on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. And they decided, well, these people must have just drunk too much wine. But with that image of wine in Peter's mind, he says, no, what you see poured out is not wine, it's God's Spirit. God has poured his Spirit out upon us, he said, that's what you see and hear. That's why these incredible things are happening. And then he said, and the gift is for you as well, not just us, but you too, if you'll receive it. Do you know, sometimes I think we can become a bit cynical like those other people in Acts 2. We can become a bit cynical about the world or about other people. Perhaps we felt let down by someone. We can become cynical about ourselves sometimes. You know, we lose hope in our, our own lives. We can even sometimes become cynical about God. We kind of give up hope, perhaps, for anything new or anything good to appear. Perhaps we've seen too many pretenders or seen things fail too many times. So maybe sometimes the best we hope for is maybe a glass of wine to get us through another day. But I think Pentecost says you do not need to feel like that. On Pentecost, God says don't give up. Like Jesus says, don't be afraid don't give up hope christ is lord and god says i poured out my spirit for you something new has come someone new something new is happening the same spirit who created life at the beginning of the bible is creating new life here now so pentecost really is a day of great optimism Like it was for ancient Israel, traveling to a promised land, so for us too, and for the world, God is taking things somewhere. Not any I don't mean that in some naive way. You know, God knows our struggles, he knows the heartaches, the failings, the troubles in the world. That is why he's doing all of this for us. It's why he sent his son, Jesus. It's why Jesus died and rose again for us. It's why he's given his spirit. So I'm not just, when I say optimism, I don't, I don't just mean Old Pentecost is just about cheering up a bit. No, God knows the mess we can get ourselves into. He knows that. Jesus knows the darkness and the challenges that we in the world face. But if we believe in God's spirit as a church, then we believe God is here among us, active in the world, ready and willing and able to save us and bless us no matter where we might be at any given time. So I think today, Pentecost calls us, like it did ancient Israel, to press on through the wilderness with God's promises in view towards a future that is defined by his grace into a, shall we say, a a greater promised land to press on personally ourselves as God makes our own lives new by his spirit, but also to press on in hope for the good of all those people around us who we meet. And even death cannot stop what God's spirit is doing. God will even raise us from death. He will make everything new, the Bible says at the end. And as Peter says, the promise is for you, if you'll believe it, you, your children, your children's children, even those who are far away. Pentecost is the great invitation from God for all of us to let his grace, his giving of himself, his giving of his son, his giving of his spirit. Let that be central in your life again to rewrite who we are now and who we will be by his grace and to give that same hope to the people in our communities. May we believe it and may his spirit fill us and bring much fruit. Amen.